All right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Because with the facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday afternoon. You know, I'm doing pretty shitty, to be honest. I'm just I'm not going to lie. It's not doing that great. So, you know, it is what it is. Who gives a fuck? But uh, I hope you guys are doing great. Um, I know this is like an early kind of episode right here. Because I did say the next episode was going to be my AEW Homecoming review. And that'll be on uh, Thursday afternoon. But since there's been some signings in NBA free agency, gotta talk about it. Definitely gotta talk about it sooner than later. So let's do it. Let's not waste any time, guys. So let's see. Let's start off with CP3. Chris Paul agreed to a four-year deal worth up to $120 million with the Phoenix Suns. So CP3 will be with Phoenix, it looks like, for the rest of his career. Now when you look at it, CP3 really turned the Phoenix Suns around. It's a shame they didn't win the NBA championship. They were two wins away. But CP3 turned that franchise around. He seriously did. You could still say, oh, but he didn't get them a ring. I mean, he can't do it all by himself. It's just he's he is a game changer when he goes out there. He, you know, he changes the culture of teams. That's what he did. That's what he does. That's what he did with OKC the year before. And yeah, I mean, granted, they lost in the first round, but they went seven games with the Rockets. Seven. That OKC team should never should not have even went seven games with Houston. And they almost beat them. I think Houston only beat them by a point in game seven. It was like a point or two. That was it. CP3 makes those guys better. Wherever he goes, he makes players better. It's a shame he doesn't have a ring. You know, I really wanted him to win. I'm happy for my guy Giannis, too, like I've mentioned plenty of times. But... The problem I do have is with like the money because he is 36 years old, but he has been he's been healthy most of his career. You know, if he didn't get hurt with Houston in 2018, they would have won game six against Golden State. But it also comes down to game seven. You know, they missed like what 23s that game, and he was playing that game, so you gotta fall three-point shooting. They gotta hit those threes. And they would have beat Golden State by a mile. You hit like 10 of those 20 missed threes, or how much it was. I don't know if it was like 23 missed threes or 25. You hit like 10 of those 25 or 23 misses, you win the game. And Houston probably would have beaten the Cavs. Most likely they would have. I think when it went six games, I don't think it would have been a sweep. I don't think Houston would have swept them. It would have been a little bit different. But it would have been really interesting, though. So like I said, just the problem I only have is like the money because he is older. If he was still young, different story. But I mean... He'll be staying in Phoenix. We know Phoenix is still going to be a contender. Because if he left, I mean, Devin Book can't do it all by himself. He just simply can't. I think he proved that. He needs somebody else there. He needs a superstar. And I really hope CP3 does get a ring before his career ends. I really hope. Because he deserves it. He really does. He's been in the league since 2005. He's busted his ass every single year. He's come so close. He finally got the closest this year. Two wins away. Two wins away. They were right there. It was, it was right there. But they'll be back. They'll definitely be back. Don't count them out. They ain't done. This ain't just one run right here and that's it. No, that's not going to be it. And like I said, it's not going to be just one run and that's it. No, it ain't going to be like OKC when they went to the finals in 2011-2012 and, and they haven't been back since. It's not going to be like that. It's just not. Why they would really turn OKC around at first when they lost Harden? Because they traded Harden to Houston. 
after they lost in the finals. You know, of course, what really changed, obviously, was KD leaving, of course, you know. But still, you know, if they still had Harden around, things could have been a little bit different. They could have really competed a lot better with San Antonio. Not saying they would have beat them. But there would have been a better chance. Just saying. And I think they would have got to Miami eventually. I think they would have. But, um... It's good for CP3 that he's staying in Phoenix. And it's good for Phoenix Suns fans, you know, but... We'll see how this contract plays out. It's going to be something, though. We did see Kyle Lowry agree to join the Miami Heat on a three-year, $90 million deal. So Kyle Lowry's out of Toronto. Now he's in Miami. And we'll get to Jimmy Butler in just a few minutes because we've got news on him. That's a really good signing for Miami because Kyle Lowry... I can't stand Kyle Lowry because he always kills the Nets. It would have been nice if he would have moved out of the conference, but now he just made the Miami Heat a better team. Because he's a pest on the court. He really is. He really is Kyle Lowry. But you know what? I got to give him respect. I got to give him respect. He's a champion. You know, he is a great He's a great basketball player. He really is. He seriously is. You know, he hits threes like crazy against us. You know, it's amazing. And he's a champion too, which is great. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to go, you know, to Philly, but no. He decided to go to South Beach, which is pretty interesting. As $90 million a lot. I mean, with the talent Kyle Lowry still has, I mean, come on. You got to pay him. You got to pay him, you know, big bucks. But now that Toronto team, oh, man, now they've lost, like, everybody now. Like, without, you know, well, of course, they lost to Rosen in the Kawhi trade, but that's the best trade Toronto will ever make in their lives. The best trade ever. They would do that constantly. If they had a chance to keep doing it over and over again, they would do it. If it meant not ever winning a finals again, they would do it. They'll take one finals over, over zero. Because if Toronto, if they didn't have Kawhi in 2018, they don't win. In the 2018-19 season, they don't win. They don't even get close. They don't. Maybe, I mean, maybe they could beat Philly. I mean, actually, no, they wouldn't beat Philly. No, because who's going to hit that clutch shot? So they wouldn't even got past Philly. They would have got to the second round. They would have beat Orlando in the first round. But they wouldn't have beaten Philly. And we came down to Philly-Milwaukee. We would have seen a Philly Warriors uh, championship or a Bucks Warriors championship. Toronto would have been nowhere. They would have been nowhere near that. Not even close. And that's a guarantee. You know, I mean, I, I, I know there's a lot of smart NBA fans out there. You would definitely agree. So... You know, believe me, I wanted to see Toronto have a nice run, like a nice, like, dynasty type of run. But, no, we all knew Kawhi wasn't going to stay with Toronto. We all knew that wasn't going to happen. We all knew he wanted to go back home to California. And here's the thing. He did decline, I think it was, like, what, like his $36 million option. But he does intend to re-sign with the Clippers and just get a new deal. So it's an opt-out, basically. So, I mean, I don't know. Some team may offer him some good money. You know, the Knicks probably could. There's been a lot of rumors of Kawhi going to the Knicks. I don't know if it'll happen, though. It's a very slight chance it will. Because now the whole Damian Lillard news that he's not going to force a trade. So he's probably going to still be in Portland, Lillard, going into the season. He has not forced a trade at all. He's not requested anything yet. So I think he just gave his trade destinations. But it doesn't look like he's going to ask for a trade. It looks like he's going to stay in Portland. Like, all right, well. And with Chauncey Billups as the new head coach... 
let's see what Portland does. I'm wishing, I'm wishing them the best. I really do. You know, Chauncey Phillips is a great basketball mind. He was a, he did win a championship with the Pistons, I believe. I think he was on that, I believe he was on that Pistons team when they won. But he is a really good basketball mind, great analyst. Let's see how he does as a coach. He's inexperienced, but we'll see how he does. You know, <laughs> we'll see what Kawhi does, though. You know, I, I think he's going to stay with the Clippers. I don't think he's going anywhere. To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing him with the Knicks. I wouldn't. And people could say, I'm sure people will tell me, but you're a Nets fan. Why would you want the Knicks to get better? More competition. You get KD versus Kawhi four times a year. That's money. That's fine by me. I want to see the Knicks succeed. I really do. I want a Nets versus Knicks in the playoffs. It would have happened in the third round if it would have happened, which would have been really nice. You know, Michael K. brought up a really good point on a show early on today. He said that Julius Randle cannot be your number one option going into the season or going into, like, you know, deep playoff run. Julius Randle cannot be your number one. He's not a Batman. He's got to be a Robin. You have to bring somebody that, like, you have to bring somebody in as a Batman. Lillard would be that guy, but it doesn't look like he's going to go to the Knicks. It doesn't look like he's going to request a trade, but Kawhi could be that guy. You know, it's open right there. You know, he's declined his option. He declined his option with the Clippers, but most likely he is going to resign. You know, if you're the Knicks, you know, if you're Leon Rose right now, I'm sure they've offered him something already. You know, they'd be crazy not to. You know, if, if I'm Kawhi, I look at the Knicks and I say, it's a team that's been a laughingstock for so long, but they made it to the playoffs last year. Got the fourth seed. Yeah, granted, they lost in the first round to Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta was just fucking great. Beating the Knicks and then beating the 76ers and then going six games against the eventual uh, champions in the Bucks. It was crazy. Just imagine who would have got Hawks versus Suns. That would have been amazing. That would have been unheard of. But um, we'll see. You know, we'll see what the Knicks do, you know. But like I said, if I'm Kawhi, I look at my options right there and say, you know what, the Knicks is a good destination. It really is. You know, you wouldn't think we would be saying that, you know, right now. But we are because the Knicks are a good team. Thibodeau's a great head coach. Leon Rose, great executive. Obviously, they still have a shitty owner in James Dolan, but it is what it is. We'll see what they do. You know, we'll see if they do get any big free agents. We will get to the Knicks, you know, more here in this episode. They made some good re-signings. They also made a, you know, free agency signing. You know, a guy that wasn't on the team last season. I'll get my thoughts on that. But like Michael K said, Julius Randle cannot be your number one option. He proved that in the playoffs. He proved that in the playoffs, that he's not a number one option. He's just not. It's like when D'Angelo Russell proved that he wasn't a number one option when the Nets played the 76ers in 2018-2019. And Russell carried the Nets to the playoffs, just like Randall, you could say, carried the Knicks to the playoffs in this season. I mean, maybe R.J. Barrett is Batman and Randall's Robin. Is R.J. Barrett going to be the number one option? He, he definitely will be, I think, in the future. I don't know about right now because he's still very young. And I like RJ. I think he's good. You know, he's very underrated. You know. So I don't know. That's going to be... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see where Kawhi goes. I, I mean, I, I do believe he's going to stay with the Clippers, though. 
you know, if he does leave, I'll be very shocked. But he should look at the Knicks. There's other teams, too, that he could look at. But where would he fit the most? The Knicks really need a superstar. They do. They need a superstar. Julius Randle is not a superstar. He's not. I'm sorry, but he's not. He proved that in the playoffs. He, it looked like he was so gassed in the playoffs. He had, like, nothing. It is what it is, though. But now let's get to Lonzo Ball, who agreed to a four-year, $85 million contract in a sign-and-trade with the Chicago Bulls. So it was a sign-and-trade with the Pelicans and the Bulls. Now Lonzo Ball is now a Chicago Bull. To be honest, you know, I've given Lonzo a lot of shit. You know, his first three seasons here, or his first three seasons in the NBA First two with the Lakers and his first with the Pelicans were not great at all. You know, he was shooting terrible in his second season. That was the first year LeBron was there. But I got to say, though, Lonzo in his fourth year here in the NBA last season, I thought he played good. I feel like he stepped it up just a little bit, which is good. It's great improvement. But now this is his third team in his fifth season. So it's like, is Chi-Town his home now? That's a big question. You have to hope that it is. Or he's got to hope that it is. And that Bulls team is very young. That Bulls team is very, very young. They could make a lot of noise. They could be an eight seed. I know that's like, you know, oh, but they got good young players. I understand that. But how are they going to do against big teams in this season? I believe the Bulls can beat any bad teams when it comes down to the good teams. Like when you're playing like a Lakers type or a Nets type or a Bucks type, Suns type, Clippers type. How are you going to do against them? They'll probably get some surprising wins here and there against these elite teams, which is bound to happen. It happens all the time. But I think the Bulls are going to build up a very good team right here in the future because they have so many young players right here. So many young players like marketing, like White, and now you have Ball as well who improved. Last year at the Pelicans, so that's big right there. It's a big loss for the Pelicans. It really is. It's a big loss when you think of it. You know, like I said, I've given Lonzo a lot of shit, but he really stepped up his game last year. And I think he's going to thrive very well in Chicago. I think he's going to. You know, maybe they won't be an 8 seed. Maybe they'll be within the 6 to 8 seed. I'll be generous. Because they're going to surprise a lot of people. They really are. You could say, oh, that's crazy. Okay, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I think the Bulls are really going to surprise a lot of people. That's what I truly believe. That's what I truly believe right there. So now we have Jared Allen right here who agreed to a five-year, $100 million deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and man, did it hurt for me to see that. Even to read that, it hurt. I really do miss Jared Allen. I really do. And I'll be honest, I gave him some shit on the Nets. I gave him some, you know, some shit. You know, especially when the Nets were playing Philly in the first round, 2018-2019. Jared Allen was getting bullied like crazy. Well, granted, he was very skinny then. He was, you know, he's still young now. But he was very skinny. He was just getting bodied all over the place like MB was running right through him every time in the pain I'm like oh my god this is like ridiculous to watch 
And what really hurt the Nets, and I, I think I mentioned before, was losing Ed Davis because Ed Davis got hurt, I believe. I don't think I hurt in game two or something like that. And the Nets lost him. And Ed Davis was tearing it up in game one off the bench. I think he had like, I think he may have had 20 points off the bench. He may have. I remember him going off in that game. But Jared Allen really improved his game. His defense, I believe his defense has always been good. Yeah, um, actually, I meant to say offense, excuse me. His offense, I feel like, has always been good. His defense has improved a whole lot. Like, he really bulked up. And before the Nets traded him, you know, the whole Harden trade, Jared Hallam was a menace. He was blocking people, binding people in the paint. Like, this is what we've been asking for out of Jared Allen. And they trade him away. It was a real shame. And now they're talking about trading DeAndre Jordan's OKC. Okay, so then you'll have Claxton at center. And we'll get to other news with the Nets. We'll do that towards the end. It's my team. But we're not going to finish off with the Nets. We're going to finish off with the Lakers. Um, yeah, when you look at the Nets situation now, I mean, obviously, Allen now, he's with Cleveland long-term. They might be trading DeAndre Jordan OKC is what I've heard. So now Nicholas Claxton, who did play great in the regular season, didn't really get much of a chance in the playoffs. Well, this, it's going to be a huge. It's going to be a huge test for Claxton, and maybe they'll sign somebody else as well. We'll see what they do. I just hope they don't play small ball again. The Nets. I just hope they don't, because it's going to hurt. It's not going to work. Small ball does not work. It did. It didn't work in the eighteen nineteen season, and it sure as hell did not work in the playoffs this year. It just didn't. You know, losing Jared Allen, that was bad. That was bad losing him. It was bad losing Lavert. I kept saying they should have just traded Dinwiddie in that trade. Because now Dinwiddie might be going to Washington. Might be like a whole signing trade thing with Washington. I'm like, see, this is why we should have traded him to begin with. Should have kept Lavert. Lavert would have been so huge in the playoffs. Would have been so huge for us. I think I do about it, though. But I'm happy for Jared Allen, though. He really got the bag right there. $100 million. Like, that's something. I wish him the best. Hopefully, in the future, he'll come back. I hope in the future, he'll come back. Because I really liked him. You know, I gave him a lot of shit. Doesn't mean... You know, if I give a player a lot of shit, doesn't mean I don't like them. You know, I do like these players, obviously, on my team. You know, they're on my team right here. A team that I root for. I can give them so many shit. I'll miss them when they're gone, though. Because... Even a bad player has its has its great moments. It's a truth. And I'm not saying Jared Allen was a bad player. I'm just giving like an example, like if somebody like a like a bad player on the team, like say if TLC was to leave. Well, TLC didn't have that many bad moments. I remember like in February, whenever he did, he didn't have like many like good moments. I meant to say, but I remember like in February of 2020 against the Hornets, then he dropped like 30 points on them, and then he was going off in the bubble. So those are some good TLC moments. Just saying. I'm happy for Jared Allen, though. And Cleveland's a very young team as well. They're going to make some noise in the future, too. And I like Colin Sexton. You know, I liked him, I liked him when the Cavs picked him in 2018. And I think, I got to say, last season, he really broke out. He seriously broke out. Like, he was going off. And the Cavs, they'll make some noise. Don't be surprised if they're up there. They can surprise a lot of people. They can get a playoff spot. You just never know. You never know these days. So Mike Connolly agreed to a three-year deal, or three-year $68 million deal to stay with the Utah Jazz. So that's good for them, though. 
I still can't believe the Jazz, though. I still can't believe they lost in the second round. I seriously cannot believe it. I really can't. Like, I really thought the Jazz were going to go all the way. They were the number one seed in the West. They are the best team in the NBA. They were the best team in the NBA. The Jazz just can't win the big one. They tried in the 90s against Jordan twice. Couldn't do it. They've been a miserable organization for so long. Not the last couple years, though. Not the last couple years. And you get the best record in the NBA, and they couldn't do anything. Rudy Gobert was getting destroyed against the Clippers. He was getting destroyed. He was getting passed around like a blunt, like crazy. Like, it was amazing seeing what the Clippers were doing to him. It was like, oh, my God. He just couldn't do anything. And I don't like Rudy Colbert because, you know, the whole thing, remember, you know, the whole thing last year in March, you know, before, you know, COVID shut everything down. And he, like, he took it like a joke right there, like, touching all the, like, the uh, reporters, like, like, the devices. And he was just, he took it as a joke. And it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at all. And then he tested positive for COVID. I, I believe the next day, that's when everything shut down. Everything shut down, I think it was like, what was like the 12th or 13th? Everything shut down. But he took it like a joke. He was laughing. He thought it was funny. I was like, motherfucker, that's not funny. I would never do that. You could be the goofiest person in the world. Even the goofiest person in the world, well, that's Rudy Gobert. Maybe the second goofiest person in the world, whoever that may be, they're not going to think that's funny. They're going to be serious. That wasn't funny at all. Not funny. Didn't laugh. My laugh, there'll be no laugh for that at all. Because that was terrible, man. That, that was really bad. <sighs> it, it is what it is, though. It just is what it is. But it's a good, you know, sign right there for Utah. Keep my Conley. We'll see, we'll see how they do. I'm not going to believe the Utah Jazz hype until I believe it, like, in the playoffs. Until I see it in the playoffs. They can get the number one seed. They could be the best team in the NBA. They could break the Golden State Warriors record right there. They can go 74-8, and eight, and I still won't believe in them. I won't. Until they win it all, I'll be like, well, okay. The hype was real. <laughs> I'm not going to believe the hype right now with them. I'm just not going to. They should have beaten the Clippers. <sighs> Let's see. So Evan Fournay agreed to a four-year, $78 million deal with the New York Knicks. That was really surprising because Fournier wanted to re-sign with Boston. And Boston said no. And now he's going to the Knicks. I mean, $78 million. I mean, Fournier is a decent player. He's a decent player. But $78 million? I mean, he is a shooter. That's big for the Knicks right there. That's big. But $78 million? Really? I mean, again, decent player. I think he's very underrated. He got overshadowed, I believe, in Orlando. Because everybody was talking about Aaron Gordon and Vujicic. Not many people were talking about, you know, Fournier. Some people were talking about, you know, Markel Fultz as well. You never really heard much about Fournier. So he's an underrated player, underrated three-point shooter. 
It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Fournier will have some really good moments for the Knicks, but that's a lot of money right there. You know, I, I don't know about that one. Like, the years I have no problem with, but if it was less than $78 million, it was like maybe like $40 million. If he was going to get like $10 million a year, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but seventy-eight. That's a lot. That's a lot for a guy like Fournier. That really is. I mean, we'll see what happens, though. You know, I don't know. I, I, I just, if I'm a Knicks fan, I would not like that deal. I think it's too much money. That's just a lot. That's a lot of money right there. I don't know about that one. But we'll see, though. <laughs> I'm just reading this one right here. Duncan Robinson and the Heat agreed to a five-year, $90 million deal. What? Five-year, $90 million? Duncan Robinson, that's another shooter right there. But five years, $90 million? For a guy that just shoots threes? Seriously? And the difference between Fournier and Robinson... I mean, Fournier has a mid-range game. Robinson just has a three-point game. That's all he has. I don't say I'm a casual. I've watched Heat games. I've seen what Duncan Robinson does. He's just a three-point shooter. That's all that he is. He's not like Fournier. He's not. He's not like a Joe Harris, even though I know a lot, a lot of Net fans are still pissed off with Joe Harris, and rightfully so for what happened against Milwaukee. Rightfully so. Wide open in Game 7. Should have hit the three right there. The Nets would have won. And then, who knows? I could still be talking about the Nets winning their first ever NBA championship. But that's, it is what it is. You know, he'll be vilified. He'll get booed on opening night if Joe Harris is still at net. He's going to get booed on opening night or the home opener. Like, he's going to get booed. They're going to boo him out of the building. They're going to they're gonna do it. They're not going to cheer him. I'm not expecting him to get cheered. Even if he does, it'll be like little cheers. Won't be anything big at all. People are going to put that on him for a long time until the Nets win a championship. If Joe Harris is part of that team and say he hits some big shots in the playoffs, that's a different story. Then people will forget about what happened, you know, last year. Or now, in this year, I should say. But Duncan Robinson, $90 million? Like, really? I mean, I, I mean, I would love to just shoot threes all the time and get paid $90 million. What the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. That's bad. Uh, that's seriously bad. I mean, Jesus. So, let's see. We have Derek Rose, who agreed to a three-year... $43 million deal to stay with the New York Knicks. Oh, my God. Are Knicks fans really going to get mad at me when I say this? I mean, for D-Rose, who's 32 years old, and there's a difference with him and CP3. Yeah, CP3's 36. He is 36. You know, but... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. D-Rose has been injury-prone most of his career. And people know that. People know that. And again, it comes down to the age thing. Yeah, okay, uh, how come you... Well, I do have a problem with CP3 with the money. I do have a problem with that, so you can't say that I don't. You know, with, D with the years for D-Rose, it's fine. Just like Fournier, with the years, it's fine. And I'm happy for D-Rose. I've always liked D-Rose. This man's been through a whole lot. He's been through way too much. So I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin the good moment right here. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Down. I'm not trying to be an asshole. 
I'm saying the money for a guy who's 32 right now and has been injury-prone most of his career. I mean, he was very healthy for the Knicks last year, and he helped the Knicks a lot. But once you saw him in the playoffs, he looked gassed because the Knicks used him a lot. They did. That's how Thibodeau is. Thibodeau's going to push his guys right there. He doesn't rest many guys, Thibodeau. He'll push you till the end. That's just who he is. And again, Michael K. brought up that R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle had a combined one missing game from last season. You don't see that very often. And I, I mean, I, even I didn't believe that. I was like, no way. But it's true. So I really hope D. Rose does thrive while he's still here in New York. And for the Knicks, I hope he does great. But another thing that Michael K. brought up, because I always watch the show every day, or I watch, you know, a little bit like I go out for a walk. You know, with the way the point guard thing is right now for the Knicks, like your two, your two, um, you know, point guards that you're going to use most of the way this season coming up right now is just D Rose and Quickly. I mean, I like Quickly. He's young. He was rated a D plus, or I don't know, was a D plus, D minus, and he proved a lot of people wrong last season. But when your point guard rotation, that's where I was looking for rotation, is D. Rose and quickly, I don't know how far that can get you. I don't know how far that can get you. I really don't know. You know, because quickly is still inexperienced and young. He's going to be entering his second season. I think he's going to be good. I'm not going to say he's going to be a superstar. I think he'll be a good player. You know, D. Rose will be very useful for the Knicks. He definitely will. Just comes down to the money, though. It's just what it comes down to. But um, we'll see how it happens. We'll see how it all works out, though. You know, I'm probably wrong, but I'm just bringing up a point. You know, I'm just saying it is, it is a lot of money. But here's a move, another move the Knicks made was bringing back Nuren's Noel on a three-year, $32 million deal. The money is not that bad. With Noel, it's not that bad. I will admit that. It's not, it's not terrible because Noel is a really good rim protector. He's a very good rim protector. Very great defensively, and he has offensive moments. So you know what? That's not a bad re-signing for the Knicks. The money is whatever, though, to be honest. Like, the money is... It's okay, like $32 million is not that bad for Noel. But, eh, you know, to be honest, I have no problem with it. You get, a, you get a nice rim protector back, so that I have no problem with. Let's see. <laughs> I'm just seeing this one right here. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Four years, $37 million to the Chicago Bulls. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't know what the hype is on Alex Caruso. I get he's like a meme. You could say whatever. Or he's one of those rare white boys that can ball, but he's really not. He's really not a white boy that can ball. You want to look at a white boy that can ball? Look at Doug McDermott or Joe Harris. or I would have to even say Duncan Robinson, even though he only shoots threes. Caruso's a bum. 
and he's getting paid that much, he should get four years, $1 million at the max right there. I mean, oh my goodness, you even get four years, you get one year. Four years? Just as I was praising the Bulls for getting Lonzo Ball, now you get Alex Caruso, who's a bum? The man's a bum. Oh, he's got a ring. Good for him. Trent Dilfer has a ring. With the Baltimore Ravens, he was one of the worst QBs to ever exist. I mean, seriously? I mean, come on. If we're going to be honest here, folks, this is that's bad for Caruso and the Bulls right there. Just bad for the Bulls. Fuck Caruso. I mean, Jesus. Caruso looks, he looks like a white guy they just picked off off the street to play for the Lakers. And now the Bulls. That's what he looks like. He probably was playing in the park someday and the Lakers came up to him and said, hey, do you want to play for us? Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Seriously? Come on. Come on. He, he looks like if Charlie, if, he looks like if Charlie Brown knew how to play basketball. I mean, let's just be honest here. Jesus. Or even like, or Caillou, whatever the fuck. <laughs> He's probably, what the fuck, man? It's just funny. It really is. It's, it's hilarious. And people could say I'm hating. That's, that's fine. I'm not hating. I'm just stating facts right here. He's a bum. Always a bum with a ring. Whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say. I can't take that away from him. You know, he'll be telling his grandkids that in the future. I want to uh, listen. I want to ring by doing nothing. He's like, he's like the kid right there that gets an A plus on a project grade for doing nothing. Seriously, what the fuck? Oh my god, I just don't know. Well, the Philadelphia 76ers did sign Andre Drummond. That was interesting, though. It's a one-year deal, so it's veterans, you know, minimum. So it's not going to be that much of a contract. So with Drummond, I mean, to be honest, it's not bad for Philly. It's They do need shooters, though. That's the thing Philly needs. But a little defense doesn't hurt here and there. So Drummond, I mean, his time with the Lakers, he really didn't do that great. You know, that's why it's a veteran's, you know, minimum. He's only getting one year. So it's not terrible for Philly, to be honest. It's like one year. It's not that bad. Um, but him and MB do have beef, though. They've had, like, Twitter beef, Instagram beef. You know, I think MB said shit on Instagram, and Drummond said shit on Twitter, and it's like, okay, so how are these two going to work out, you know, together? I mean, I don't know. Like, MB did call him a bum. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they squash things out, but, I mean, maybe even not. But it's all business when you go on the court. doesn't matter how you feel about that person. When you get off the court, it's all business. When you step on the court, so we'll see them. We'll see if Philly moves on from Ben Simmons. For their sake, I hope they do. And I don't like Philly at all, but for their sake, I, mean, I love MB though. Even though MB could be a bitch sometimes, and the way that he plays, I do like the guy because he has went through a lot. He didn't play. He didn't play in his first two years due to injuries, so he's been through a lot. But he does play like a bitch on the court. Just, you know what? You know. A guy is height should not be flopping around like crazy. That's all I'm going to say. 
But for their sake, for Philly's sake, I hope they do move off of Simmons. And like I mentioned before, Simmons is great defensively. And he could drive in the paint and get you some points. But he can't shoot mid-range and he just can't shoot in general. Can't hit free throws. Can't hit free throws at all. Like I know I've compared him and Giannis because of, you know, the free throw struggles right there. But at least Giannis, at least he shoots threes. He's not going to make them all. He's going to miss most of them. But at least he's trying. You know what I mean? And listen, well, there's really no comparison now because Giannis has a ring. So, nothing to say there. So, I don't know, Ben Simmons just looks like a punk anyway. He just looks like he doesn't care. You can just tell. And the way he screwed over Philly in Game 7, I mean, I still can't believe that against uh, Atlanta. I still can't get over that. I, I, mean, I guess Simmons, does he have no confidence? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he has no confidence in himself when he has the ball in his hands. I mean, we, we don't know. Maybe it's all mental. I don't know. I don't know. But this is not like, you know, this is not like a last place team right here where you make mistakes and it's whatever. It's forgiven. I mean, come on. Philadelphia's contenders. They really are. They're, they're still contenders going into the season. They are. They're a top five team in the East. Probably a top three team. But maybe they'll move off Simmons. I don't know if they will. I don't know. They. I, I mean, I don't know if they tried to get Westbrook at all. That would have been nice. See him and MB team up right there. You know, you have Westbrook, Curry. Well, I mean, you probably have to move off Curry. They would probably want Curry, Washington. So, I mean, who knows? Or probably would have. But we'll see, though. I mean... For Philly's sake, I really hope they move off him. I really do. And they gotta. There's just no improving with this guy. He's not gonna improve. He's just gonna get worse. He's not gonna get better. He's just not. He's really not. Let's see. I'm trying to find the Dwight Howard. So I actually get to him and yeah, actually no, yeah, we'll talk about Dwight Howard. I'm trying to find him. Where is he? He's like going down the list. Oh, here it is. So Dwight Howard agreed to go back to the Lakers. He played with Philly last season. Now this is Dwight Howard's third stint with the Lakers. So that's something. But hey, at least Dwight Howard did get a ring last time he was there. I'm happy that he did because I've always liked Dwight Howard. And of course, towards later on here in his career, I mean, he is washed. But he has some good moments, though. So he's not completely washed. I shouldn't say he's... I'm not trying to make it seem like he's washed completely. He's still very valuable, so... That's not bad for L.A. right there. It's his third stint now. It's like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck, Dwight? It's like, like that X keep going back to. Now it's his third stint here. It's like, well, it's not like, you know, three times a charm of getting a ring. He already got a ring in his second try. That's funny, though. Like, he got traded to the Lakers in fucking 2012. It was only there for a year. Because well, obviously him and Kobe, were, you know, they were going at it, obviously. And you know, there was some beef right there. You know, and then his second stint only there for a year. I think, I think he just saw, I think he signed there. I don't think he got traded. You know, but Laker fans hated Dwight after his first stint. They hated him, but they loved him after his second stint. Got a ring, and he was very good. You know, but now it's his third stint here. You know, with LA, we'll see how he does. He's gonna be good though. Just took me a while to find it. All right, now let's get to Jeff Green, 
who signed for a two-year, $10 million deal with the Denver Nuggets. So Uncle Jeff is gone. He's no longer a net. He was only here for one year, and now he's going to Denver. And he he just made Denver a better team, you know, because Denver's getting back Jamal Murray. You still have Michael Porter Jr. You still have Jokic. Now you have Jeff Green, and they have Aaron Gordon. Denver's going to be a very good team again. If everybody stays healthy, I keep saying to this day, if Jamal Murray didn't get hurt, the Nuggets probably could have made a long run. They probably could have. It all matters. It all comes down to who stays healthy. You know what I mean? And those guys that I mentioned right there, they need those guys to stay healthy. That's the only way they can get far in the playoffs or maybe even reach the NBA Finals if they're lucky. They might. They definitely could. They're very capable of making it there. They are very capable of making it there. And getting Jeff Green, who's great defensively and has, he still has a lot of great offensive moments, can still dunk. He's been through a lot too. Take care of him, Denver, please, because we're going to miss him. That one really hurt, though. That one really hurt. And also, I forgot to mention, you know, last week, um, the Nets traded Landry Shamit. This kid was named Carter on the Suns. That actually really surprised me when that happened. So losing Shamit, it's like... And believe me, a lot of us Net fans gave Shamit a whole lot of shit during the season at the beginning. But he really started to find it. And he did good in the playoffs. I'll give him that. He had some good playoff moments. You know, it wasn't all bad right there. But Shamit had some good moments as a Net. A lot of people gave him a lot of shit, including myself, during like the early stint in the regular season. But I think it was after they played the Clippers in, uh, in L.A. That's when Shamit really started to find it. And Shannon was getting some respect after that. Because he was playing at a great level. He's still very young, but you know he's going to Phoenix now. It's like, damn. That one really hurt, though. All right, so now let's get to my Nets signs. Like I said, we're not going to end off with the Nets. But the Nets did bring back Blake Griffin to a one-year deal. And I got to admit, I was very surprised on how Blake Griffin played with the Nets this year. Or last year, I should say. Last season. Keep getting, like, all mixed up. You know, because Blake Griffin, obviously his time in Detroit was not that great. And he ended on a bad note. But he could still dunk. I think the best moment I saw of Blake Griffin was definitely in game one against Milwaukee. Where, like, he, like, uh, like, he just jumped, like, right on the fucking ball. And then he started dunking all over the place. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, Blake Griffin still got it. He definitely still... He definitely still has it. He absolutely does. You know, does he get in the starting lineup this year? I mean, to be honest, what what really I want the starting lineup to be, in my opinion, right now, is Kyrie at point, Harden at shooting guard, Katie at small forward, um, Griffin at power forward, and Claxton at center. That's what I want. Is that small? Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. But if they still had Jared Allen, then obviously Jared Allen, you plug at the five. Or if, say, if the Nets were signing Drummond, then I would put Drummond at the five. Maybe the Nets, I mean, as I have heard, maybe they're going to trade for Miles Turner. I mean, we'll see if that happens. If that does happen, then he automatically becomes the center. There's no questions asked. But uh, bring back Blake Griffin. Listen, great veteran player. He deserves a ring. Hopefully we can get it. He played at a very good level. We saw a lot of the old Blake Griffin. 
last uh, last season. So I have no problem with it. I got no problem. Let's see. They also signed James Johnson. He's basically a journeyman, James Johnson. So he signed a one-year deal with the Nets. Don't have the money right here. So it's only a one-year deal. And to be honest, like James Johnson, he's kind of like a P.J. Tucker type. Like he's the type of guy that'll get under your skin. He won't score as much. He'll put up his, you know, nice like, you know, 10, 15-point games in the season. Maybe we'll be lucky if it's 20. But he is kind of like a P.J. Tucker type. Like he'll get under your skin. That's what he's going to do. He's kind of like, you know, not like an enforcer. Not, I'm not going to say an enforcer. Like, he's just, he's like a pest. You know what I mean? Like, he'll really get in your face. Well, he's bigger than P.J. Tucker, so he'll really get in your face. You know, so I think it's a good signing, and he's a good defensive player, James Johnson. So I have no problem with the signing. One-year deal, not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. That's fine by me. It's completely fine by me. You know, so let's, we'll see how he does. So the Nets also brought back Bruce Brown. That I was really happy about. So it's a one-year, $4.7 million. And Bruce Brown, <laughs> man, he was really, he really felt like the heart and soul of the Nets. This year, like outside of the big three, I absolutely love Bruce Brown. Absolutely loved him. There's also one other sign I'm going to get to with the Nets as well. They made a pretty good free agent signing. And it kind of shows it's going to probably be the end for Spence. But bringing back Bruce Brown, that is huge. Because this man, when he was on the court this season, he... He was just magical. He really was. He came out of nowhere. Because I didn't know anything really about him in Detroit. I watched his highlights. I'm like, okay, we'll see how he does. But very good defensively. He'll get up He'll get up in your grill. Had some good offensive moments. He hit some pretty big threes. And he's not a good three-point shooter. But he shot some pretty big threes. I'll give Bruce credit there. But I got to admit, yeah, he really surprised me. He surprised a lot of us. He was tearing it up out there. Like when he got playing time, oh man, he was hard to get past. He really was. That's a big re-signing right there. That's huge. That is huge for us. So thank God we got Bruce Brown back. And now the last signing the Nets right now made was bringing in Patty Mills. They brought in Patty Mills on a two-year, $12 million deal. So Patty Mills, who has spent his whole career in San Antonio, is now coming to BK. That is a very, very good signing. So we know Patrick Mills will definitely be the backup guard. He definitely will. I can't see him being a starter unless, well, of course, if somebody gets hurt, then he'll definitely start. That's big right there getting Patty Mills. And he's a champion too. So that's also big. You want to bring in champions as well. That's big. I like that signing right there. Patty Mills, underrated player. Very underrated in San Antonio. You know, I like it, though. He's 32. He's not old. He'll be 34 when his contract's done. You know, let's see what he can do. I like it. I absolutely like it. When I saw it, I was like, okay, that's a pretty good signing. That's pretty good.
You know, and now we'll see what the Nets do the rest of the way. Here in free agency, we'll see if they make any trades. We'll see if they sign, you know, any other pieces, you know. I think the Nets are going to make a big trade. Like, it's probably going to be trading Dinwiddie to Washington for Kuzma and Harrell. And people have said the Nets should trade Harris for uh, Miles Turner. So that could happen. I don't think the Nets are done right now. They're definitely not. But now, the last signing right here, Carmelo Anthony. He agreed to a one-year deal with the L.A. Lakers. We are finally getting Carmelo Anthony and LeBron teaming up. And I got to say, and people have been making jokes saying the Lakers team is very old, but there is a lot of wisdom out there in L.A. There really is. You could say they have a lot of old guys, but this is going to be a really good team. It still is. The Lakers are, well, the Lakers are still contenders. Even going into the season, even if they didn't have Melo or Westbrook, they would still be contenders due to LeBron and AD. Or just due to LeBron in general, they're contenders. So bringing Melo, you know, who's still very valuable at his older age, you know, he's taking less money in his career. He was doing very good in Portland. It was a real shame that they couldn't win. You know, I, I mostly think he's going to come off the bench for L.A., which is fine. But we know late in the game, he's going to be out there. Like, late in the game, Melo is definitely going to be out there. And I got to say, though, that is huge. At two trail, I've been really pulling for Melo to come to the Nets, come back to Brooklyn because he's from Brooklyn. That's where he was born right there. Or to see him back in New York in general would have been nice, but he's going to team up with LeBron. Been waiting for that for a long time. Now we're finally going to see it. But it does all come down to age right here because we know Melo is older and so is LeBron. And it all comes down to can LeBron stay healthy? And Melo's been... Healthy most of his career. Most of his career has been healthy. And he's definitely stepped it up the last two seasons with Portland. You know, can AD stay healthy? And AD's younger than both of them. Westbrook, I believe, will be fine. You know, it'll be interesting to see how this team does. I'm happy for Melo, though. I really am. No matter where Melo was going to go, whether it was going to stay with Portland or go anywhere else, I'd be happy for him, even though I don't like the Lakers, obviously, you know. Because, you know, I, people know I don't like LeBron. That's whatever. He's still one of the greatest NBA players of all time. There's no denying that. But I mentioned the way, like, I don't like the way he plays and that kind of shit. That's just my opinion. If I met LeBron in person, I'd shake his hand and say, listen, you're one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Like, hands down, I'm not going to be a fucking asshole. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be humble. Like, some people... Some people probably would say, oh, no, I would say right to his face, you're, you know, you're a piece of shit, LeBron, and, and that. I would not do that. And I would not say that because that's something. I'm only going to say something. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not a bullshit artist. If I tell you I'm going to say something to somebody, I'm going to do it. So like I said, if I met LeBron James, I would shake his hand and say, listen, sir, you are one of the greatest NBA players of all time. And thank you for everything you've done for the game of basketball. I would definitely say it right to his face. I'm not going to say, oh, I, I would say, uh, uh, fuck you, LeBron, you're an asshole. Fuck you, you ruined the NBA. Some people would say that they would say that, but in reality, they wouldn't. They would try to, but they don't have the balls to say it. I mean, one woman had the balls to call LeBron a fucking a pussy-ass bitch back in, like, 2015. That was pretty funny, though. 
I'll, I'll give her that. That was very funny. Oh, my God. The security guard getting mad at her. That was hilarious. It's all LeBron looking at her like, holy shit. I mean, I'm sure he was shocked. I mean, Jesus. Or she was saying, how does it feel to be a pussy-ass bitch? I'm sure LeBron looks at it now and just laughs. I mean, it's funny. In the moment, it's not. If you're in his shoes, it's not. But you look back on it now, it's... <laughs> I'm sure he looks back on it now and says, you know, it's pretty funny. Holy shit. Of course, anybody that gets called a pussy-ass bitch, you just look at them and be like, what? Like, anybody would react the way he did. I mean, well, he didn't react in a bad way, I'm just saying. You'd be, like, all, like, surprised. But, like I said, I'm sure he looks back on it and laughs. But I'm not, like, one of these, you know, kids on Twitter, like, Horatio, Horatio, the Mickey, uh, the Freud. Like, just, really? The guy's so brain-dead nowadays. It's not even funny. He can't even have, a, like, a nice debate with anybody without anybody saying, Horatio, the Mickey, uh... Katie's a fraud, Katie, Katie fraud, whatever the fuck, love fraud, you know, and, and all this shit, I'm just like, really, it's just not even funny, it's really not, or Mickey Mouse Championship, it's just, it's not, it's not funny at all, it's really not, it's just stupid, it shows that you're brain dead, like, seriously, but I'm happy for Melo, though, I'm happy for everybody else that's been signed as well, you know, if there's any more signings that come up, I'll definitely talk about it. Especially if it involves my Nets. You know, we'll see if they make any trades. I believe they are going to trade Spence. I'll definitely talk about that. If they do trade Harris, I have a feeling they are going to trade him. You are losing a shooter, though. You could say, oh, but that shooter missed that game, game-winning shot in Game 7. I understand that, but you're going to need Harris during the regular season. You can't always ask Kyrie and KD and Harden to hit those big shots. Just saying. I mean, I know that's what they're there for, but you also need other guys to hit big threes. Harris has done that throughout his career. Not in the playoffs, though. Not in the playoffs. But you're going to need him in the regular season. And obviously, if he's still here, you're going to need him in the playoffs, obviously. I'm not just saying, you know, one or the other. He's got to show up for both. He'll show up in the regular season with playoffs. Hopefully, this time he does. And that's all going to make the playoffs, obviously. We'll see where they finish. And we'll see when the season starts, you know. I'm ready. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. If there's any other news that pops up, I'll definitely talk about it tomorrow. Like, if there's any news that pops up, you know, tonight or whatever, I'll talk about it tomorrow. But other than that, I will talk to you guys. If there's nothing, no other news pops up, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday afternoon with my AEW Dynamite Homecoming review. Can't wait to watch tomorrow. All right, well, that ends this episode. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you guys, and thank you for always listening. And have a good night.